Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, this is Natalie Jeans and Natalie Jean, and today I'm chatting with Nat. We have rap artist Megan Korea. A natural performer, Lil MC, stands out on stages with dynamic delivery and sassy wit. This paired with her freestyle rap skills got her recognized quickly after she started performing in 2010 by competing as one of the only women on the local rap battle scene and going on to become a rap battle champion. Since then, she's expanded her musical craft from rapping and songwriting to develop her talents in singing and music production, making her one of the 2% of women music producers. Now she's teaching beat making to hundreds of students in collaboration with Oakland-based nonprofit Hip Hop for Change. This work and her original women's empowerment hip-hop curriculum led to her contributing to Facebook's educational initiatives, Beats Unlocked, a free program aimed at developing students' computer science skills through coding and beat making. Lil MC seeks to not just empower students, but women. She's the founder of Queens of the Underground, a quarterly all-women hip-hop showcase that gives local artists opportunities to open for and network with more established artists. She also addressed misogyny head-on in her lyrics with bars like, My short skirt is not an invitation for your roofie. That lyric is from her single, OMG, which was selected to be part of the NBA 2K21 video, I guess that's 21, video game soundtrack, and the NBA Top Shot NFT collection. She shared stages with powerhouse underground female rappers like SA-ROC, Vel the Wonder, and Shay Noir, and has opened for Bay Area Legends, too short, E40, and Zion, I think that's I or one. Her latest project, Riding the Pink Cloud, was featured on Billboard Hip Hop, and her recent single, Energia Cabrona, has reached over 43,000 streams on Spotify. Her bio is way longer than that, but with blog talks, you can only have these many characters. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, hi, Megan, or should I call you Lil MC? <laughs> you can call me Lil MC. I don't really like going by my government name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Megan is a nice name. <laughs> but I'll call Aww, you. there's so many Megans out there. Oh, my God, <laughs> government. Didn't you, your parents give you your name? <laughs> your government name. Yeah, I, it's, I it's like my that. government parent-given name. Government. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love you already. Um, so how have, how have you been during this entire pandemic? Oh, my God. I forget. It's still a pandemic, right? It's been like 20 yeah, years. Um, <laughs> yeah, it seems like 20 years. I feel like a whole new person. Well, I, it's a lot of ups and downs. Um, I got sober during the pandemic, so that's a positive thing, but that's came uh, with a lot of hurdles. Bravo. Cali sober though, just to clarify. I don't know if you're familiar with the term. No, you can explain it to me. Cali sober is a uh, just sober except for 
marijuana and mushrooms. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have a song called Cali Sober. Ah, 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 I got you. 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 Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Gotcha. I understand. See, I'm, I can be with it. I can be with it. People, yeah. you know, I'm, old. I'm old. I'm older than dirt, but I can be with it. People that move on, they think you, like, you don't know. <laughs> um, um, well, uh, so one of the questions I like to ask um, is this, and I'm going to have to relay a story before I say anything, is that um, obviously the pandemic, is god awful was god awful is god awful because every day you hear about a new thing coming up talking about oh yeah i'm still here i'm gonna i'm going to create some babies they may not have the same energy that the first uh covid had but i'm still gonna be here um a lot of people had time for self-introspection right they had time to really think about their lives what they want to do who they want to become i mean if you looked at the world Okay, people lost life, right? Um, people lost family members. Uh, people are still going through long-term COVID. Um, people um, have just been gone through a lot of depression. But there's a flip side to that. There's the flip side is the, the pros are we have to, we had time to really think about who we wanted to be, what we wanted to be, how we were going to be. Um, people, some people decided to quit their job because they realized that you know money is great. But they want to be more fulfilled. They want to be passionate about what they're doing. You know, more family members were taking time to be together. Some people cut back on work hours to be with their family members. Um, climate change, my God, when we weren't out in, when we were not in the street, pollution level went down. The trees and animals were happy. Artists, artists created new EPs, albums, singles. Some people said, screw this music thing. I'm not going to do it anymore. It's too much. Um, <laughs> You know, a lot of people just decide, oh, I'm going to be an effective player. I'm going to do this whole music scene a different way. Did you take time besides this wonderful thing that you did, Got Sober, the Cali way? Um, did you think about those things? Um, what did you really think about? Man, this is a big question. I mean, I'm super heavy into mental health work, self-reflection, mm. uh, spirituality. I mean, I did all of the things. I got to, like, just to give you a glimpse into my life a little bit, I have been an addict since I was 14 years old. I've been through so much trauma and mental health. I'm diagnosed with PTSD and CPTSD. I deal with that all the time. So during mm. the pandemic, I had to get sober. As Otherwise, I my mental health was going to decline at such a rapid rate that I knew I wasn't going to be able to be the mother that my son deserved me to be, the partner my boyfriend deserved me to be, all of the things, you know, so I, and it's not just like, oh, get sober, it's like I have all of this other stuff that I'm dealing with, and it's not just like, uh, go to therapy and you're done, it's like I have so much deep-rooted trauma that I have to heal from, so yeah, I mean, I spent I've done pretty much almost every type of holistic healing practice necessary. I'm still looking, I still need help. I'm still looking to do deeper, deeper work. So I, I did a lot of reflection and I'm still reflecting um, as far as how that impacts my music. I definitely came out like, yo, I'm tired of being bogged down by this addiction that's prevented me from, you know, reaching my potential for so many years and 
pursuing my career in music the way I want to pursue it, and I just started taking it way more seriously. So all of those accolades that you've read off has pretty much been things that I've achieved during the pandemic. Fantastic. Fantastic. And you know what? People are constantly working on themselves. I don't think we ever stop working on ourselves. I think we can go through programs and get better. But I think that we are constantly working on ourselves because a lot of things come up on a daily basis. And I think that during the pandemic, when you're locked inside, a lot of things came up for a lot of people. Um, So kudos for you for, you know, trying to get better, trying to Trying, trying to live a good life for yourself, for your child, for your partner. Um, I think that's just amazing. Now, what was it about the music industry that made you say, Lil MC, not the government name, Lil MC, say <laughs> um, <laughs> that um, music and Lil MC had to become one? So what was it, something that you heard, you saw, what, or you were just born like that, you came out the womb? And you said music is it. Pretty, yeah, pretty much that. The second thing you said, like I've <laughs> been musical entertainer since I knew how to speak. And it wasn't because I was exposed to it. I'm not one of those children of musicians. Like my parents don't do music. They can't sing for shit. My brother ain't <laughs> musical. I, like there was nobody around me that was <laughs> musical. Just maybe like the Disney movies I watched at the time when I was when I was really, really young. But like, I, since I was five, I've been making music, singing songs, writing plays, writing musicals, playing piano. I played the clarinet for a little bit. And I've just been like, that's really all I ever wanted to do was be an entertainer from a very young age. And of course it manifested itself in many different ways, but there wasn't like a, uh, something I can remember where I like watched something on TV and I was like, I want to do that. I just, it was just something that came super organic and natural to me. Like I would just hear things in movies and then be able to play them on piano or like just be inspired and just write songs. Like I would force my family to watch me do so many performances. They probably hated it. So that was just something I I feel innate and inherent to who I am. I, I, I gather that I gather as much. Um, so the next question is going to be really stupid. Um, but I asked, <laughs> everybody this question how important is it for you to be authentic in your music in your life and that that answer is like a resounding it's very important right oh man yeah no it's super important I mean especially like I'm a hip-hop artist right so I think the and and I'm a hip-hop educator so the one thing I think you see a lot of times is kids trying to emulate what you think a rapper is supposed to say look like live and all of that and the one thing I'll tell my students is, like, they might be spitting, like, making some really dope music. But I'm like, I know you don't live this life. You go to a private school in Berkeley. Like, you right. live in the streets of Oakland hustling. So why are you talking about that? So it's, like, just staying authentic to who you are because those people can see through the bullshit so easily. Right. So, I mean, I, I am – I mean, that's just – I'm that type of person where I almost be too transparent, like, just mm-hmm. yeah. disclose maybe too much information. Yeah almost to my own demise sometimes, but I think just being authentic is so crucial because people can tell when you're full of shit and they're not going to buy into it. It's it's inevitable. If you're making music and you're not really about that life, people are going to see it and they're not going to connect with it. And that's what music is. It's connecting with people on authentic levels. So you're only going to go so far if you're just writing random shit because you think that's what people want to hear it's, it's really only going to get you so far unless people are putting tons of money behind you when you're some pop star but for the most part at least in hip-hop music authenticity is super crucial 
And yeah, I, I, I see, I see that. I see that, and I hear it. Um, yeah, I am just like you. I'm, yeah, I get, you know, people step on me sometimes because I'm too, I too, I too speak my truth. <laughs> I, you know, I try to, I'm gentle in the beginning. But you know, if you step to somebody the wrong way, what do, what do you expect the answer to be? It's not going to be loving and nice. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the same that you just gave me. So I, no, I completely understand that. Completely understand it. Now, in the rap world, what is the percentage of women in, in the rap industry? Do you know? Mm. I don't actually have that data at the top of my head, which I really should. I can tell you that there are 2% of producers and about 11% DJs in mm. America. It's about 17%, according to the data that I just read, which is the is like the 18th country as far as most DJ female DJs rappers I actually don't have that on the top of my head um obviously we've seen a surge in female rappers over the past what maybe like four or five years um mm. but I mean I created a woman's empowerment education curriculum that I teach at the schools all the way from like elementary school level to college level something that most people don't know is that women have really been rapping and here and molding the culture since the inception of hip hop, which was in 1973. In fact, I'll tell you this, Roxanne Shantae, uh, or sorry, Sharrock. I get those two confused. Uh, one of the first female rappers and she was absolutely amazing rapper. She actually competed in a rap battle in the late seventies. And she competed against 14 men, beat all of them. And this was a competition that was supposed to determine who was going to be the face of hip-hop, who was the best rapper at the time. And every man challenged her because they were like, man, we got to get her out of here. And uh, she ended up, was about to win the title. And she, the three judges were showing up their scores. And the last judge knew that if she got a two, she would lose. And so he gave her a two, even though she undoubtedly won. And right. he said that he had to give her that score because a woman and, 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 a, and a very young woman, I believe she was like 15 at the time or something, with oh. braces. A woman oh. could not be the face of hip hop, which is an emerging genre. So oh, wow. she was legit the best, but they could not have a woman be the face of hip hop. So they had to eliminate her competition. See, that's funky. <laughs> That's so wrong. Women are so afraid of women. I just don't understand that. They need to get some balls and just understand that we are all equal here. I don't know what the fear is. My God. I I think really that's why some men, not all men, like to downgrade women because they just fear the, the intelligence that women have and the things that they can do. You know, it's just getting on my nerves at this point. Um, so, why is it, this is a question I've always wanted to know about female rap artists, because for me, sometimes it seems like the female rap artists are competing with with, with the lyrics that um, stereotypically you hear from male rap artists, you know, male rap artists are sometimes degrading women, not sometimes, mm-hmm. they're degrading women, they're always saying something nasty, um, and then you have some female artists that come out and basically do the same thing, but it's against men, all right? Um, 
but then you have some Christian rappers that are that are that are really good, like Lecrae. He's awesome. Um, why do you think that is? Because I, I, and I I refer to like people like Cardi B and Megan Stallion. You know, they come out. They and 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 I don't care about somebody being sexual and stuff like that. But I always wonder why they have to compete that way. Why can't they compete another way by showing their brilliance without having to compete? in the stereotypical way. Well, oh my God, there's so much to unpack here. Number <laughs> one, I think if you're looking at someone like a Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion, when they first came up rapping, they're rapping from their experience. You have to understand where Cardi B came from. Cardi right. B was incredibly poor Dominican right. from the Bronx who had no money. She was gang banging. She, had, she, she was in college and ended up stripping her way through college until she dropped right. out undoubtedly went through years and years of all types of abuse that probably are unimaginable to most people. So when she raps, she's rapping from her experience. So yeah, maybe she is degrading men, degrading women, but it's like her experience is still her experience and authentic to her. And I would say the same goes for Meg Thee Stallion. Um, I would also argue that you have to recognize that they are mainstream commercialized rappers. So mm-hmm. a lot of the content that they say right. are micromanaged by the labels. And okay. You have to think about the intent behind the label. Okay. What are why why are they trying to push certain narratives? I mean, you can be right. conspiracy theorists all day, but the same people that own the three major labels also own private prison systems and also make our textbooks. So you can mm-hmm. kind of draw correlations between those two of why they're trying to push certain narratives about black men who are rappers, about black women who are rappers, about rappers in general. So there's that. And then additionally, I think it's I mean, I when I rap. I try to be as empowering as possible, but also right. in my experience, like I experience a lot of shit from from really toxic women as well. And so yes. for me to be able to put that in lyrics rather than me going out and beating their ass because I could absolutely do that, it's a lot more cathartic and therapeutic for me to just write about it. I try not to do that all the time. I try to be balanced, but it's like I deal with a lot of shit from a lot of people. I've dealt with probably more trauma from men, absolutely. My whole life, I've been, I've had so much different forms of abuse from men. It's not even, it's just ridiculous. But it's not to say I haven't had forms of abuse from women as well. And so in my lyrics, I'm going to talk about all of that. And it's because it's my experience. Also, I'm, I'm aware that I have a, I'm in a position where I have a lot of influence. So I'm going to try my best to try and, and, and be a positive role model in the ways that I can but at the end of the day, music is music, and it's a vehicle for self-expression. And if that's right. how I'm feeling, I'm going to talk about it. Oh, my God. I think I just love you. Um, <laughs> and the reason <laughs> I say that is, like, you're like, well, I could go out there and beat their ass, but I'm putting it in the song. See, I, I like that because, because you know, I'm a social impact message writer as well. So I, I talk about a lot of stuff that goes on in this world and my life and all that stuff. And I completely understand where you're coming from, where you're saying that, you know, the people that have confronted you the most are women, because women can be vile at the same time. Women always feel like they have to be in competition with you. They always, some women have to say something nasty to you. Oh, I get it. I completely get it. And if your outlet is thing, rapping about it, kudos to you. Bravo to you to, to, to be able to do that. Because me too, I, I put my song into, into lyrics. You know, I'm not about getting physical with anybody, but I do like to sing about certain things. And sometimes, you know, I'll make posts about certain things. If something's really gotten on my nerves, you're going to hear about it. 
Um, but I, yeah, I totally agree with you um, uh, with the women thing. And thank you for giving me a lesson in uh, on the rap history here with, uh, I knew about Cardi B, but giving me more information about uh, the rap genre and its people. What do you love most about being a rap artist or being an artist, period? Mm, man, you're giving me the hard <laughs> questions. I like it. Um, I mean, what particularly drew me to rap as opposed to some other genre of music? Like I said, like I, I started making music when I was young. I kind of stopped when I was 14 when I started going through all my trauma. And then I found rap, like I'd always listened to hip hop music, but I started freestyling when I was 17 and it was just so much fun. Freestyling is just, you know, it's making lyrics up and raps up on the top of your head. And I was just, I, I was so skilled at it. It was like learning a different language. Like, you know, when you start learning a language and then it finally clicks in your head and you just want to talk in that language all the time because you feel like you've developed a new superpower. And that's kind of how I felt with freestyling. And I became so obsessed with it, I just started researching so much about it. And I realized I felt more connected to these rappers that probably seemingly had such oppositional lives than my own. Uh, I felt so connected to them. I felt connected to their pain. I felt connected to their struggle. I felt connected to their feelings of isolation and anger, like all of that, like especially the anger. I was like, I feel angry all the time and, I, and no one is listening to me or sees it. And I now have a space where I can just, get all my shit off and, and people will right. hear it because I'm, I'm able to express it in a way where they're impressed by it. And so it was just like so healing for me and to be able to see other people struggle and make me feel not so alone. So I just feel like, I mean, hip hop culture is so much bigger than rap. It's like an entire culture. It's a way of life. It's, it's all these different art forms. It's a language. It's how you eat, how you move, how you dress is so much. And so it just, I felt like I finally belonged because my whole life I just kind of felt like uh, I'm, I'm biracial. I'm, I'm from this town, but I'm kind of not. Like I, my dad never really t taught me to speak Spanish. And so I felt like isolated from my family. Like it's just a lot of, a lot of things in my life made me feel like I didn't really belong. And I finally felt mm -hmm. like with hip hop culture, I, I, I was accepted. Yeah, I always tell people that create music or that are artists that music is our superpower because um, we can affect change in the world. We can affect change in our own personal lives and we can affect change in other people's lives. Um, this one lady that uh, I met the other day was telling me a story about how she performed somewhere. And that after the show, this man came up to her and said, you don't know how much this performance to me. I'm going to go home and teach myself that after seeing this show. I'm not going to do it anymore. You gave me reason to live. Now, that's heavy to put somebody's shoulder on, but that's what people need to understand about artistry, about music, about how to change somebody's perspective. They, they, they were going to go do something, and they went to a show, and they said, nope, I'm not doing it. I have a reason to live. So, you know, I love the fact that we, we can make a, a difference in somebody else's life. And then all, it's also an outlet for ourselves uh, to be able to, to release something that we need to release to make our mental health better. You know what I mean? It's just Absolutely. an amazing thing. Now, how did you come up with the band name Fussy Park? <laughs> oh, man, I can't take credit for that at all. I'm in a band. Uh, I'm, I'm the front singer. But I'm in okay. no way the leader of the band. 
So I did not come up with it. My amazing bandmates came up with it because we have an entire board of just where we write down all of our crazy band name ideas. And that's the one that stuck. So I cannot take credit for that amazing name. I believe it was my drummer, Vince Shore, that came up with it. But correct me if I'm wrong. I will have to ask and clarify with him. But, yeah, if you want to get a little bit explicit, fussy parts, if you switch the F and the P, it also has another implication. You got it. At first, when I was reading it, I was like, that kind of could have been pussy part. <laughs> I got it. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm fucking. I'm still with it. I'm still with it. Now I'm going to put on Energia Cabrona. I know what Cabrona means. Tell me what the song is about. <laughs> yeah, Energia Cabrona. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I would say what it's about. It's just, I mean, the hook is. I've been on my grind while they've been on the ground. And it's just kind of like me observing how petty people are online and always trying to, you know, knock people down and be so combative and always so like, why are they mad when a bad bitch blew up? Like, why do you get so mad when another woman like is, uh, you know, leveling herself up? Why, why does that make you mad? Like I'm a below, I'm a stay low. Cause I know I'm going to blow up. That's the next lyrics. Like I don't need to like be extra because I know I'm about to pop off and I'm about to blow up. So I don't need to, I don't need your attention because I already know that. So, I mean, it's just kind of like a self-affirming flexing type of song. Um, I start in Spanish and then the next verse is in English, but you know, it's just like for me as a rapper, like sometimes I used to be very, write very, very emo depressing songs. And it was told to me by my partner that I'm a very animated and uh, I'm quite a character. So for me to be rapping about such depressing topics all the time, performing it, it wasn't really translating the best. So to try and take an alternative approach. So I translated a lot of that sadness and made it more digestible, more upbeat. But, you know, I'm still throwing jabs. I'm still angry. <laughs> like, I have a lot of stuff to be angry about. So sometimes it just comes out in my lyrics, but I try to still make it fun. All right. Let's play it. Mi boca la pistola y disparo con mi mente. Solo robas que siente. Traigo mi armada de rockeros a frente. Labios, tacos, como serpientes. Los cierres me empadan. Si quieres el drama, dímelo en la cara. Soy americana y venezolana. No soy petita, energía guajanda. Pizzo, fuego, razón, gigante. Estilo gigante, como el abate. Soy la maestra, ya lo sabes. Presta atención a mis estudiantes. No me des excusas si no me gusta. Como enemigos, vas a ver lo que me gustas. Oye, puta, ganar en la lucha. Te convierto en piedra como pedusa. Baby, dapping, but they jelly on the inside like a donut. Call me Apex, I'm 
the top of the food chain. Watch your haters switch sides like a mood swing. Yeah, I push keys, I don't move weight. Make a beat, full of rap, I got two lanes. Who say I can't do both? Slapping these rappers like Usain Bolt. Spitting like Sodom, got a Hussein flow. Drop bombs like an anvil to move their toes. Over their heads like a toupee, though. Okay, though. Make it rain when I brainstorm. You gonna need more than a raincoat. I can act like an eighth note. Uh, these capping bitches, acting rich. They ain't really stacking shit. They're cashing in. They don't got the acumen, so I don't really need to give a depth to them. What's happening? My mouth a blick, a packing clip. Aiming at a pacifist for acting flick. Got him on the knees like a Catholic or Catholic. Now everybody wanna have a lick. Clerk without a straw. I'm saving turtle, fuck your jaw. My pussy clean. You dirty like a cop walking with ops. I've been on my grind, while saving on the ground. I've been getting mine, but they've been getting scammed. I don't wanna fight online with the trolls. I'ma throw hands, we can go toe to toe. Cause I'ma show up. Why they mad when a bad bitch glow up? I keep it low, cause I'ma blow up. They be dabbing, but they jelly on the inside like a donut, yeah. Fantastic. Loved it. Loved it. Um, tell me about the Queens of the Underground Showcase. Okay. So I found you Queens of the Underground. It is a all-female hip-hop underground showcase where we highlight all women artists, not just rappers, but DJs, dancers, and the MC. And when I say the MC, I mean the host, not mm-hmm. just seeing as in rapping. Um, and what I, the reason why I started that was it was during COVID and I felt like I wanted to perform and not just perform, but I wanted a really, really dope showcase. I really wanted to perform somewhere where it was professionally organized. It was marketed. It was well-promoted. People came out. The sound was good. The lighting was dope. Like it was an actual experience. And I just felt like I wasn't getting booked for those type of shows, and I felt like I deserved to be because I can put on an amazing show and I can bring out people, and people were also not really paying me what I felt like I deserved. So I was just kind of fed up with that, and I decided to just create a space for for myself and specifically for women because I felt like, especially out here in Oakland, I can't really speak for other places, a lot of times when there's an opportunity to open up for a bigger-named artist, usually it's given to a, a male artist, and if a woman does get booked, they're uh, drastically underpaid. So Mm. what I wanted to do was, you know, create space for women and to also shed light on all the other elements of hip hop. It's not just rapping, it's graffiti, it's breakdancing, it's DJing. And we haven't incorporated the graffiti element yet, but we will. And so I organize these events quarterly. So every four months, sometimes it's themed. The first one was not. The second one was Black Women's Appreciation Month. So I curated a line of all amazing talented black women artists this Mm. upcoming showcase on june 3rd in downtown oakland is the town edition meaning that it's all oakland artists or artists that represent oakland um and the next showcase we'll have is going to be an nft showcase with artists that have you know created nfts from their music or are big in the nft space so um, yeah, it's, it's called Queens of the Underground, and I'm really, really proud of it and everything we've been able to achieve in such a short amount of time. It's a lot of work, but I'm, I'm sure you know, it is. I feel really fulfilled doing it. Um, what is your writing process like? And if you you have writer's block, how do you deal with that? 
Yeah, I mean, I try not to force it. I'm not the type. I'm not the type of person that's more quality over quantity. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really like just writing a million songs because right. I teach. So I'm teaching kids and doing artist development for kids and helping them write rap every single day. So it's not like I never just writing. I'm always helping them write. And I'm always making beats too. I'm also a producer. So for me, it's like I choose, I'm very intentional about the music that I make. Where is this music going? Do I want it to be a performance song? Is it a sync placement song? Is it a radio record? Is it like, you know, an album intro? Like whatever it is, I'm intentional about it because I put money, resources, time, and energy behind it. And so if I have writer's block, I'm cool with that. I'm going to just wait until my brain is in a better space. Like I said earlier, I got PTSD. I get triggered in my brain. If it's not in that space, I'm not going to force it on myself. Some other ways that I help is I freestyle a lot. I also Mm. am in a band. So, like, that's another outlet of creativity for me where I'm not so intentional, where I can just really, you know, talk about whatever I want to talk about and not feel so restricted creatively. Um, Mm. So, you know, I, I have multiple outlets, but I really don't, I don't stress over writer's block because I know I'm creative and I just need to get, be patient and gentle with myself. And I'm going to, I'm confident in my ability to make amazing music. Um, I like that. And in fact, I love it because I know when I sit down and I'm forced to write, I can't do it. I, I mean, nothing's going to go. I yell at the screen. I yell at the paper because I still believe in paper, writing on paper. I am old school. Um, so I completely understand. And I also don't like to write, you know, okay, verse, verse, you know, with songwriters and stuff like verse, verse, chorus, verse. I like to write the way that I want to. I think that one of the mistakes people don't understand about artists is that we are artists and we should be able to write the way that we want. Um, and I always say, right. that, you, know, you don't tell a person that draws or paints, why'd you do it this way? No, that's not the correct way. You let them be free. And be an artist. So I don't understand why when it comes to people that sing, perform and stuff like that or write for music, that you, you have to be you have to be a certain way. I was having a conversation with this other young lady and she said, Well, you know, uh, radio has a certain way, but I say why? The reason radio is like that is mm-hmm. because we've enabled them. We've said, Okay, this is what we like and music has to evolve. We can't keep listening to the same stuff over and over and over again. Is, you know, people t- are obviously the radio stations tend to cater to mainstream artists because obviously they're pl- they're paying. But after a while, what is what do we have to do? These people have to die off so we can learn about new new artists. I mean, yeah, I know about Justin. I know about Taylor. I know about Beyonce. It's time to move on. They'll always create right. music. They'll always their fans. But we have to start this revolution. I'm all about starting a revolution to get radio stations to play at least 15 minutes to 30 minutes of independent artists that are doing things themselves, that are busting their tail, and that are creating great music. Because, my God, we're just going to know all these people for the rest of their lives. I think it's kind of ridiculous. Um, tell me about your distribution deal with O'Reilly Records. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, I'll just say also I agree with you. Yeah, I'm so bored with all the mainstream music. But, um, yeah, no, so I worked with a all-women, like, record label, kind of. It, it's called Produced by Girl. Um, oh, yes. I, would I say it's more like a community. You know them, right? Produced, so, by, produced by a girl? Yes, yeah, produced by a girl. Um, so I participated in a compilation album with them. Um, and Mary is the founder. 
Mary yes. uh, also founded this record label, Orally Records, another woman-owned four-women record label, um, which is part of Sony Orchard. Um, yes. So Sony Orchard is pretty much comprised of like a bunch of sub-labels from within it. Yes. So I signed a, a distribution deal with Orally. I'm super excited about it. Again, another reason why I'm super intentional with my songs um, and, and, and quality over quantity again, because I, I try to make very, I try to make my songs as crisp, as clean, as intentional, as dope as possible, because I want to put lots of resources behind it, because I know Sony is checking for Sony Orchard artists. So if there's a Sony Orchard artist, namely me, and it's doing numbers and people are really fans of it, they might be like, ooh, maybe we'll get put a little money behind her. So I'm, you know, I'm really excited about the opportunity. It just gives me a little bit more visibility. It's still, I'm still an indie artist. You know, I still got to have my own money, my own marketing and all that stuff, but it just gives me another uh, opportunity to really level up and, you know, start networking with people within the music industry. I absolutely love that. Yeah, and I uh, did a podcast with them, IG Live with them. Um, they're super cool people. I have another person, <clears throat> Lisa Ruffin, that just signed with them as well. So congratulations on that. Now I'm going to play your song. This is called This This Is My Year. Tell me, obviously it's your year, but tell me about the song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'll tell you about the video. So I, I made a video for the song. It's called This My Year. Mm. Coincidentally, was in March of 2020 when we created this music video. So like a week before COVID happened. So it was just kind of the timing of it all was funny because obviously it was nobody's year during COVID. But nonetheless, I decided to put the the record out, put the video out. Um, it's, yeah, just talking. I mean, I think with when I write songs, like it's not always like there's a storyline behind it. It's like, I'm just kind of rapping and, and talking about, you know, adding punchlines that I feel represent who I am and are authentic to who I am. And I'm just trying to make a fun record. So this, my year is just kind of like, again, similar to NSCL Cabrona where I'm just like talking my shit, flexing, having fun, you know, jab, taking jabs at, uh, or being critical of some major players that we see in the industry, some celebrities that have, you know, been victims of assault and just things like that. I, you'll just see kind of my opinions on politics, on pop culture, weaved through the narrative and the lyrics of that song. So I'll let you just check it out and, and hear for yourself. All right, let's do it. Lieutenant, you were given specific orders. Hey, I'm just doing my job. The orders were for your protection. <laughs> I think we can handle one little girl. I sent two units. They're bringing her down now. No, Lieutenant, your men are already dead. They're taking shots while I reload. Haters relaxing, mouth and deep throat. This beauty about to go to beast mode. Cause I'm a wolf that's dressed in sheep's clothes, bitch. Think you're gay shit, but you don't know what the G code is. Popping bottles in the club that you can't feed your kids. And your rap game is small, but your ego big. Now you wanna change your name like Ocho Cinco did. You the bomb, tell me what the launch code is. Bitch, I'm blowing up like Galaxy's smartphone did. Buying verses, we should really call you actors. My bars are laced with fentanyl, I'm killing all you rappers. So I'm the queen, and don't you ever forget it. You treat me less, I lose my temper. Save your car, it's what you burst into embers. Don't disguise 
my agenda and said I let it be known Got my vendetta, Rosetta, because I said it in stone Bitch, I'm sick like salmonella, I'm so raw, you hella fake Fuck those writers, elevate, you boot up like LMA Got for tip, accelerate, perfect switch, Carmelo, ayy You dogs must skin you all and wear you like Cruella, ayy They try to play me, but it's looking like I'm winning it My Instagram's crazy on the track, my group is villainous Baby, I'm killing it, I'll make this clear Better get out of my way, because this is my year This is my year, this is my year I'm about to level up, watch me shift in gear I said, this is my year Doggy style, but this country ass backwards. What laws on my pussy? You better pay your taxes. Crazy like back if he's back on me, ratchet no playboy bunny. I'm just a rabbit. Roger that, copy that, over this fashion. They wanna see twins of Jack with the hatchet, get it? Cause I'm red rum sipping it. Politicians flipping us, we just bitches unzipping it. Ridiculous, I'm sitting on the couch, blow a gasket. Bitch, call me Bronson, cause I'm out there taking action. Why you wanna build these walls when you're the one to see a fraud? Better keep your filthy paws, nowhere near my silky draws. Buying and supplying pills to make you feel grog. Best mind your drink or you get Bill Cosby They get off scot-free, label me a criminal Baby, I don't honor rules, simply based on principle High school dropout, teacher said I know nothing Now I'm Queen B, this is fucking homecoming They try to play me, but it's looking like I'm winning it My Scorsese on the track, my group is villainous Baby, I'm killing it, I'll make this clear Better get out of my way because this is my year This is my year, this is my year I'm about to level up, watch me shift in gear, I said this my year, this my year, only women in the building, ain't no bitches here. I like it. In fact, I loved it. Um, I love a lot of part of the lyrics on that one. It's fantastic. Fantastic. You say you speak your truth. You are authentic. That's for sure. In fact, you should you should get something on tattooed called "I am authentic." You better believe that. Um, because <laughs> it's the truth. Now, what are three things? you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? Three things I wish I had known before I got into the music industry. That's so hard. Jumpers, not hard questions. People just like, oh, my God, this is so hard. I don't know. There are a lot. Let me see what you have. Nah, <laughs> I got you. I mean, I, I think I wish that I would have known that uh, – like it's such a predatory industry. Oh yeah. You know, people are preying on your ignorance. Um, I think I also would have liked to know that, like, to make a hit versus making good music is so different. Like, it's all Ooh, about yeah. simplicity because 
You know, the yeah. masses don't want to hear complexity. It hurts their brains. They want simple beats, simple hooks, simple, simple, simple. So that Amen. was the frustrating things to reconcile in my brain because I'm all about complexity. But right. to see that I wasn't getting the streams and the attention and the feedback that I wanted because my songs were so complex, it was like, all right, I'm just going to have to simplify it stuff and hopefully it, it still, <laughs> you know, integrates in, into your brain. Right. Um, I'll say the last thing is I wish I knew that it's really something that you have to dedicate your entire life to. It's like <laughs> a leap of faith. Like you have, it's betting on yourself. It's playing poker and being all in and putting every single bit of money, energy, and time into this. Otherwise, it's just a hobby, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But to be actually to to actually be able to do this shit, actually do it as a career and make it, it's like you have to bet on yourself, and you and you have to believe that, and not let anyone tell you that you're you don't belong or you don't have what it takes or you're too old or you're too short or ugly or whatever Preach. you know. Like you just got to do it. Preach. Yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> that hard. You know what to say. I mean, the music industry, <clears throat> so <clears throat> one thing I've learned is that the music is uh, industry is very hard. You know, some people think, okay, I'm going to become a star. No, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> That's not how it works. You just don't get in, in it um, and think you're going to get a star, become a star. I agree with you 100%. There are a lot of predatory people. People will jump on you as soon as they see. You could just and say, ah, oh, and they're already on you. So I, mean, I can make you a star, but you need to give me X, Y, and Z, this money, that, blah, blah, blah. So you definitely have to do your due diligence when it comes to the music industry. You know, um, it's just a lot of work. It's a, it's a 24-7 um, hour day job that you have to keep doing, keep pushing, keep, uh, you have to keep the momentum going. You have to be on every damn social media platform, there is, and, and the, the thing that I've learned now, because I've been taking classes on TikTok, is that, you know, when you're doing, when you're creating music now, you have to, oh, okay, let me see if this fits for on radio or wherever, but you also have to see, well, how can my music get played on TikTok or, or Facebook or Instagram? Uh, you know, if you want it to go viral, how can this song be used? Now, I'm a social impact message uh, uh, singer just like you. Um, I write about real stuff and you know, I just want people, I just want to affect change. I want people to listen to my music and say, um, God, I wish I, I need to listen to Natalie Light right now because it's going to make me feel better. It gives me an outlet to scream or whatever the case may be. Um, the industry is way different than back in the day when you had a little 45 record, you go into the studio, say, a radio station and say, okay, will you play this? And they might, and 95% of the time they would play it. Now, it's just there's so many platforms to be on. It's just yeah. it's, it's it's saturated, and there are thousands and thousands of amazing independent artists out there um, waiting to be seen and heard. Um, it's just it's just crazy what we have to deal with now. But I think we continue to do our thing, and we continue to be different. We don't have to sound like everybody. That's that's the weirdest part about this whole thing is that I've been to so many music conferences where they're saying, you know, when you're giving us music, we don't want you to sound like Rihanna. Or if you're writing for her, give her give us something she hasn't done. 
you do that, and they're still playing the same damn music on the radio station, so I'm a little confused about what they want. Then there are some labels that are just like, yeah, we want something unique, different, and they will accept those people. You know, I personally, now when I listen to music, I listen to uh, lyrics more than I do the melody because I want to see how that person, you know, used those words or came off with that vibe. What are they trying to say? Am I actually seeing the artist in their music or is somebody telling them what to say? I mean, yeah, a lot of them have ghostwriters or a writing team, so. Exactly. Exactly. You know, my one producer, he told me that, you know, Beyonce has a song that has 12 songwriters. Who's making money on that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yo. absolutely. 12. You think Beyonce got time to write her lyrics? Hell no. Well. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, that's, at, least, at least that's 12 people getting paid off a Beyonce record. Oh my god! I, I would love to be a writer. I would be so down to write for another artist. Like I love doing that. I mean, I, I listen. I love to write for another artist, but it's only it's gonna be Natalie. Natalie and the artist. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting. I don't want anyone writing for me, but I'd be down to. I mean, I think writing for other artists is another skill set, which is oh, yeah. I love. I have artists I, that I, I like to write for, but. Yes, I agree with you, what you're saying, I think, too. It's I, like, know, I, I agree with you. I think it's a beautiful thing. I've written songs for other people, but which I don't mind doing. But the thing is, you, you're not going to add me with 11 other people. That's just not happening. I'm not doing that. Y'all can forget that bullshit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the artist can collaborate. She put in the word done in there. That's what she wrote. <laughs> you know, you want to be. How do you get recognized as a writer in there? Because you wrote the word the. <laughs> yes, yeah, they'll sue you. If you if you <laughs> even suggest the word the, they will sue the shit out of you. Exactly. Okay. So here's another thing that I learned is that you know, let's let's say you're you're in a room. You're not a songwriter, but you're in a room with a bunch of songwriters creating a song. You have not uttered a word, right? But you're in the room. When that song is created and it goes live, you are part of the writing. Yep. You are part. You were in the room. So you know, there's a lot to this music people, industry that, that I think people need to learn. And the other thing is, I think that people that are going to school for music, they need to learn these things as well before they get out. <laughs> they need to. Yeah. Learn. No. Absolutely. Likewise. I mean, there's a reason I don't share this information. They don't want us to know. Right. They. That's information. That they want you to pay for that. That's why there's industries within industries within industry. There's literally sub in, music industry is so uh, lucrative that there's like sub 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 industries. Like pay me and I will give you information on how to get information on how to playlist your music. <laughs> it's right. like they're not give everyone that shit. They want you to pay for it. It's like it's it's so crazy. Like we all we go into this thinking like. If we just make really good music, we can make it. But it's not like that at all. It's like I've realized what it is. Number one, you need money. Number two, you need access. You need access right. to people, you know. And number three, you need information. So, and then lastly, you need good, like, if, yeah, not just music, good, good music, quality music. And that costs money also to make it sound high quality. So it's it's harder than it looks, way harder. Exactly. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Now, lastly, 
What is a quote, practice, message, word that you like to use on a daily basis to push yourself if you're feeling down or you just push yourself to push yourself if you do use something? What's something I do when I'm feeling down to push myself? Or no, or like a quote or a passage that you'd like to use or a word. Hmm. I don't know if I really have a quote or a passage I like to use. Um. Okay. I think recently the word that has really been sticking to my ribs is surrender. Like I just feel like I have been the victim of so much bullshit that has literally nothing to do with me, just people feeling away about my existence right. and wreaking havoc because I exist and because they feel away about me being successful or whatever it is. Um, and sometimes I don't, I'm not bothered by it. And sometimes they really attack things that are people that are most close to me. And mm. that's when it starts getting very difficult for me to, not be triggered so the word i've really held on to is surrender like just understanding that number one i know the universe fucks with me i know that i'm a good person i know that i work really hard and i have everyone in the earth and everyone on this planet's best interest at heart so i know that whatever universal divine energy is out there i know it's it's supporting me and i just have to surrender to that because a lot of things are out of my control and a lot of things i just don't understand i don't understand why it's happening to me so the word surrender really helps me just kind of recenter and ground myself. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mine is I write my own narrative. I write my own narrative. That's people, what it is. I like that. I thought you were saying I write my own narrative and you were going to be like, and the narrative is. But no, huh? your, your statement is I write my own narrative. I like that. Uh, yeah, because people are always trying to tell you who to be, what to be, what to look like. No. Or they might write something false about you. No, take it down. If you can't if you can't make it right, you take it down because I write my own narrative. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Don't tell me who to be, what to be. Um, well, little MC, thank you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. It has been truly an honor. My God, you are authentic. I love it. I'm going to follow you everywhere. No, I'm not going to be a stalker. I'm going to follow you everywhere. Because <laughs> I love your energy. You, you are awesome. <laughs> Thank you, are- you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for giving me the hard questions and not just, you know, the basic ones that you hear in interviews. I try. I try. Yeah, one of these times we, we, we need to do an IG live. I would love to be able to do that. I think people would love that. Definitely. Yeah. I, I honestly feel like we did do an IG live when you were on with Mary and produced by girl. I think I was one, one yeah, yeah. in there, but I was in Atlanta, so I wasn't really able to stay for too long, That's but right. I would definitely be live. You just let me know when we'll make it okay. happen. Cool. All right, everybody. This was chatting with Matt with artists. I'm not going to say her government name. It's little MC. She's amazing. <laughs> Um, what's your website? LilMCMusic.com. Okay, you heard it here, Lil MC Music website. She's there. She's on Instagram. I'm sure she's on Twitter. She's everywhere. And if you can't remember that, you've got to Google her. Google, 
Google's my friend and Google's your friend, so you got to check her out. Until next time, I'm chatting with you. <laughs>